Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. This is Hawaii News Now. First at four. At first at four, the pressure is building on Maui's huge vacation rental industry to provide housing for fire evacuees. The governor says he is preparing to ban the short-term rental business as early as next month. Daryl Hoff has our top story. Despite tax breaks and generous incentives, there's only been a trickle of short-term vacation rentals coming in to take care of the Maui fire evacuees. That's why the issue is now on the top of the governor's agenda. We have a lot of different people on the ground trying to make this happen. The issue is pressing as 3,000 families in hotels will lose their rooms soon after the holidays, leaving thousands of short-term rentals as the only potential housing. And the Maui Council heard today that some vacation rental owners don't appreciate the attention. Owners of short-term rental properties who are unable or unwilling to con to convert their property into long-term rentals are being mm -hmm. villainized. Mike Ellerding told the council he paid more than 10000 in taxes on his rental property, more than the entire council. Owners of short-term rentals are paying their share of property taxes. Those taxes would be waived under the bill before the council today, so he didn't get much sympathy. Cry me a river. You know, cry me a river. If you loved Maui, if you loved Lahaina, you would help us, okay? Governor Green used a press conference today to describe the carrot stick and bigger stick facing rental owners. First, tax breaks and no loss in revenue. We're going to do what we can to get the average that they got the previous year, and we have a lot of records on that. If still unmoved, their taxes will be raised and potentially there'll be an emergency ban on their business model entirely. So the timing of the nuclear hammer <laughs> is uh, sometime in mid-January if it's necessary. If I pull that trigger too quickly, it could create lawsuits that end up costing us four months, six months, a year in court. The governor says he needs two to 3,000 units by February. At the state capitol, Daryl Huff, Hawaii News Now. Thank you very much, Daryl. Water on Kapunakea Street near Lahaina Gateway is now safe to drink. The Department of Water Supply lifted the advisory today for area L4B in green. This impacts nearly 70 lots. Customers should let the water run for at least 10 minutes to flush the lines. Surrounding areas remained under the unsafe water advisory. Emotional testimony on Maui today over plans to dispose 400,000 tons of Lahaina ash and debris in Olawalu. The county council heard from Olawalu residents along with environmental activists during the first reading of Bill 122. It would amend the county's budget by $4 million to cover costs for the new landfill. But opponents say the site in the small West Maui community is too close to the ocean and fear toxic chemicals like asbestos, copper and lead will lead to problems in the future. If my granddaughters come over, my mo'opuna come and they want to drink water or eat mango or we make beef luau from our lo'i in the yard, is that going to be something that potentially causes leukemia down the line, you know, for them? We're afraid that, uh, you know, something will go into the ocean too, as far as the reef system. 
The presently, there's agriculture lots right next to it, too. So we're all concerned about it. You know, for us, we were attempting to keep in mind uh, the rapid movement of cleanup, including the uh, wrap-up, including the human remains that could be mixed into the ashes, the concerns from some uh, in the community who prefer to have those not mixed in with Opala just everywhere. The council ultimately voted to defer the bill for a week after Mayor Bisson's office announced a community meeting will be held Monday to address the Olawalu plan and the alternate sites. It is set for 5.30 p.m. at the Lahaina Civic Center. Well, Maui's recovery from the wildfires catastrophe is expected to be a years-long challenge, and to get a better sense of the damage and how to rebuild, emergency officials are now utilizing a state-of-the-art technology. This isn't drone footage of Lahaina, but rather a high-resolution 3-D map capturing 3,000 acres of the fire's impact zone. A project from Honolulu-based 8th Access Industrial, which specializes in remote sensing and 3D environments. They created the map to assist federal, state, and county agencies. This is a, an evolving survey that will make, make sure that everybody has the most up-to-date data as they go about, you know, uh, planning, you know, road road repairs, uh, infrastructure repairs. You know, I mean, the use case list is is extensive. It's all built through a process known as photogrammetry, where high res images are captured from 400 feet above. Those pictures are then meshed in a software to create a complex 3D model with remarkable detail. The plan is to create 12 maps over the next three years. Also today, the governor announced his pick for Maui's vacant state house seat. Tyson Miyake, who served as chief of staff to former mayor Mike Victorino, will represent District 10. He replaces Troy Hashimoto, who was picked to fill the vacant Senate seat after Gil Keith Agaron resigned. I look forward to working with Governor, Speaker Saiki, and my new colleagues in the legislature um, to move Hawaii forward and most especially rebuild a resilient Maui. Before he began his career in public service, Miyake served as COO of the family-owned Miyake Concrete Accessories. Well, flames shot out of a building near Pearl Harbor this morning. This was the scene near the area of Center and Radford Drives. Military police told our crew on scene that this was a two-story residential structure from the World War II era, said to be abandoned. It took firefighters about 30 minutes to get it under control. No one was hurt and an investigation is underway to determine the cause. On the Big Island, the Department of Water Supply has issued a water conservation notice for North Kohala customers. They're asked to reduce water use by at least 10%. Only one of three water wells serving the region is currently operational. DWS says it is working to expedite repairs and bring the inoperable wells back online. And aloha, everybody. I want to give you a quick look at our current conditions across the state. You can see our temperatures taking a look right now. We're in the mid to low 70s. And we're going to continue to feel this cooler and drier weather going forward. Right now in Honolulu, we're at 75 degrees, and we're going to continue to cool off 
throughout the rest of this evening earlier, just before the 4 p.m. newscast started. The high surf advisory that we had on north and east facing shores of Oahu has been ended. North facing shores this evening are expected to be around 15 to 20 feet, but we're going to continue dropping going into the weekend. On Saturday, we're not going to have a high surf advisory, but we could drop or we could rise above high surf advisory levels going forward. There's another swell on the way as we get into Sunday and Monday. I'll break that down to my full forecast coming up, but for now, we're going to send it over to John. Well, the good news is it's a little Friday, but people trying to get from point A to point B. You can see kind of a congested situation there right before the Middle Street merge. So let's go to our maps right now. We don't have any accidents in town to tell you about, but look at all that red. There's a lot of slow and go, a lot of gridlock happening in both directions, actually, as we speak. It gets a little bit crowded going to the Moanalua Freeway and the H1 Viaduct. Uh, no accidents right there on the H1. In the greater part of Wahiwa, though, two accidents to tell you about. Kamehameha Highway, you have one at Whitmore and also at Olive Avenue. So be aware of that if you're heading into the North Shore and the Ever Plain looking nice and green and looking good as you make your way into the Nanakuli area as well. So your drive times are going to look like this. If you're trying to get to Mitalani, about 55 minutes, 54 to Kapolei and 73 to Nanakuli. Mark, over to you. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Former Donald Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani must pay $148 million for falsely accusing two Georgia election workers of fraud. Michael George has more on the verdict. After deliberating for about 10 hours, a jury awarded Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss $148 million in damages, payable by Rudy Giuliani. That's more than triple the amount asked for by their lawyer. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding, where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense. Giuliani repeatedly said he would take the stand, but never did and his attorney presented no case. The former lawyer to President Trump accused the mother and daughter election workers of exchanging electronic drives to flip votes in Georgia after the 2020 election. An investigation by Georgia's Secretary of State concluded Giuliani's allegations were unsubstantiated, and in August, the judge ruled Giuliani liable for defamation. Throughout the trial, Giuliani continued to spread lies about the women. The women shared the emotional toll after the verdict. I can never move back into the house that I called home. I will always have to be careful about where I go and who I choose to share my name with. It's likely they'll never see the full $148 million amount, according to CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. What it will do is set up essentially a payment scheme and Rudy Giuliani will never become a wealthy person. Any money that he makes should go to making this verdict, to paying it towards this verdict and trying to make the plaintiffs whole. Giuliani says he'll appeal. Michael George, Hawaii News Now. Well, friend star Matthew Perry died from the acute effects of ketamine, according to a newly released autopsy report. The L.A. County Medical Examiner indicates enough was in his system to cause cardiovascular overstimulation and respiratory depression. The 54-year-old actor was receiving infusions of the drug to treat anxiety and depression. Officials say his last known treatment dose should have been out of his system by his death on October 28th. The report also says Perry drowned in a pool, but that it was a secondary factor deemed an accident. Well, as if there isn't enough stress this holiday season, a new gift card scam is going around. What to watch out for ahead on First at Four. How's it, Howard?
Hey, Mark, the last UH economic forecast of the year sees a fair to partly cloudy 2021. I'll take you through it. Stocks held on to the week's game. The Dow rose 56. You're getting your news first at four, and we'll all be right back. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now. Welcome back. Well, UH economists revised their forecast for 2024. So what do they expect? Howard Dykus joins us with the details. Hey, Howard. Mark, in a forecast formulated before the Fed acted on Wednesday, the UH Economic Research Organization predicts Hawaii real GDP growth and real personal growth will both slow to less than 2% in the coming year. Real growth means after dialing out inflation. The UH prediction for tourism is visitor spending down 5% next year. The most striking number in the report is Maui visitor arrivals, projected to be down almost 10% from this year, suggesting that much of Maui's recovery may still be a full year away. Most local stocks gave back a little of their gains today, but remained well ahead of where they were before the Fed signaled future cuts to interest rates. Hawaiian Electric and Matson actually closed higher, so did Marriott and Hilton. Condé Nast Traveler named only one Hawaii hotel to its gold list for 2024. It's one Hotel Hanalei Bay, the former St. Regis on Kauai, renovated for $300 million under new owner Barry Sternlicht and reopened in February. Sternlicht is the guy who used to run Starwood Hotels. Mark, back to you. Thank you very much, Howard. Well, scammers have a new trick up their sleeves this holiday season. Police say thieves are tampering with gift cards so your money winds up in their pockets. Ellen Henry has more. The scammers are already getting to the gift cards before you even purchase it and leave the store. These more than 5,000 gift cards are actually lumps of coal in waiting. Sacramento police say one man put them in more than 50 Target stores to scam thousands of people out of potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're placing their own barcodes on top of the barcodes of that gift card. In Pennsylvania, police caught video of another man entering a store and instead of taking gift cards off the shelf, taking some out of his jacket and putting them on the shelf. They're just waiting for someone to load money onto it and activate the card. And the moment it does, then the scammer is alerted and then they're going to drain that account of the five, the $100, $1,000, and then the recipient of the card will no longer have anything. We reached out to Target. The Minnesota company says it takes gift card scams like this very seriously and, quote, encourages team members to look for guests purchasing high dollar amounts or large quantities of gift cards or tampering with gift cards in stores. But the Better Business Bureau says it's important to take a good look for yourself at any gift cards you buy this holiday season. Check to see if there's any uh, rips or tears or any tampering of that scratch-off code that might be existing in the back of the card. That might mean wherever that's, that, that card is displayed in the store, the scammer's already gotten to it. Alan Henry, WCCO News. More news ahead, but first look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. The 70-year-old Hilo man accused of a deadly hit and run is ordered to undergo a mental fitness exam. Military officials reach another critical milestone in the unpacking of the Red Hill fuel facility. How many gallons have been removed? 
Meanwhile, the Navy is defending how it tested Pearl Harbor's drinking water ahead of the fuel crisis. That's ahead at 4.30, your Aloha Friday weather and traffic after the break. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. We're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.